Welcome everyone to the Word World Podcast. Did I say that right? You say weird sure. word. Weird World Podcast. Welcome one and all. I'm Dean. Oh, I'm Jack. I'm Carrie. Today, Carrie is going to bring us a story from her bottomless bag of psychological weirdness. Seems to be her her thing. You <laughs> I, know. Don't, I don't have a bag of anything. You well, do. that's not true, but I don't have a bag <laughs> of psychological that? weirdness. Yes, you do. You have a you have an endless supply of things that are weird in the mind, or or at least things that are in the realm of cognition <laughs> and such. And today Carrie's gonna tell us a story of Paul Ingram. Oh, and Paul why Ingram. is that weird? Well, because and we have touched on similar topics in the false confessions mm-hmm. episode and then we did dabble at one point with doing a satanic panic episode oh, we will so okay so this is basically a satanic panic episode yes of potentially many right yes okay because as we know there is an endless bottomless bag of satanic panic stories, Sadly, unfortunately. There are quite a few. Yeah. All horrifically weird. Well, this story, it occurred in Washington State in the Ingram family in 1988. This actually became the first case where a person actually pled guilty to satanic ritual abuse. Mm. Surprising, isn't it? Yes, it is. His name was Paul Ingram. He was a sheriff's deputy in Olympia, Washington, and a local official in the Republican Party. He had two daughters, Erica, she was 21, and her sister was 18. Erica... Her sister was named what? Julie. Julie. Erica had made an accusation, which came about from discussions she had at church camp. (laughs) She had already, so this was 88, she had already accused a man of attempted rape five years earlier. It was reported to the police, and they investigated it, but it was revealed that this man had only given Erica a ride and put his hand on her knee. Close enough to Erica. Mm -hmm. And in 1985... That can't be a good thing, putting your hand on the knee of a 13-year-old or a 12 or 11-year-old. Yeah, still put him on a list. She's 16. Said five years ago. Yeah, she's 21. Now. Oh, super confused. 21 minus 5 is 16. Okay. I thought you said she was 16. No, her sister was 18. Anyway, and then in 1985, her, the younger sister, Julie, had claimed to have been sexually abused by a neighbor hmm. because her stories were very inconsistent. They weren't able to prosecute the guy. So, like I said, in 1988, so that's just kind of their background. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> they have a, that's their hobby? I don't know. Uh, well, they both had alleged one incident mm-hmm. of... Sexual... Uh, sexual... Improprieties. Outrage. Mm-hmm. So, back in 1988, Erica went to a Pentecostal youth retreat for teenage girls. That was the worst three words. Pentecostal <laughs> 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 youth retreat, yeah. I've ever heard. Well, we have a bias, but... Called Heart to Heart. Uh, oh, I take it back. That was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> heart to heart. Okay. Well, I got three more disturbing words mm-hmm. for you. A woman with prophetic and discernment powers told Erica 
So a psychic. I guess. A Christian psychic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not psychics. They're prophets, right? Yes. Told, her, told Erica yeah. that she had been sexually abused by her father. So just flat Hold out, up. we're at church camp. I'm a Christian psychic. I got my little routine. I'm guessing people's names and afflictions, maybe healing some people. I don't know how with exactly what they do. Predicting the, the second coming, probably. Yeah. And, and just, you know, changing the date every time it doesn't happen. And then suddenly you throw out, oh, and by the way, you in the third row, you've been sexually abused yeah. by your father. What's discernment powers? I should have looked she it up. She can figure but things out. She can tell yeah, She's very perceptive. Yes, yes. What the Psychically, fuck? Yeah. Assume. Well, surprisingly, Erica had no memories <laughs> of being abused by her father, but she went into counseling. She found a therapist, which, you know, is Those a reasonable thing to do. Oh, the scariest four words. Yeah. For anyone who's uh, thinking... Actually, anyone. And she found a therapist. That's and the therapist that she went to used recovered memory yeah. therapy okay. to attempt to restore her memories of the abuse that she had clearly repressed mm-hmm. because the prophetic discerner <laughs> told her that she had been abused. So, of course, she was able to recover memories of satanic ritual abuse involving her father that started when she was about five and continued Jesus. to... A year before this. Yeah. So from 5 to 20. Later, she remembered that the abuse continued until just before she left home. Mm. And she thought, she remembered that she had caught a sexually transmitted disease from her father and had been treated for it by two doctors. What the fuck? Two actual doctors that is something would that have be records. verified. Uh, have records. But for oh. some reason, she what had to go to California for one, and one was there in Olympia. What okay. she had to go yeah. California doctors when she was and so who took her, <laughs> you yeah. know, who brought her back? Well, there's I mean. more. Ay ay ay. So they also accused her father's. Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. So she's 21 at a Christian youth camp. Yeah. Was she a, a counselor or is she one of the I don't know. kids? Who I don't know. 21. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, okay. you'd think to those people they'd be all old fashioned. They'd want her to have six kids by now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I just—I mean, the twenty-one years aren't going to it's youth camps. Maybe she's well, a counselor yeah. or something like that. It, oh, yeah, uh, it didn't say that, but okay. yeah. Well, Either way, she's there, and bad things okay. are happening. Right. Yeah. So one day, probably the day that these allegations were made, mm-hmm. Paul was called into his boss's office. You know, he's a sheriff's deputy. And his boss tells him, you've been accused by your daughters of rape. Daughters plural? Yeah, because Jane, or what was her name? Julie. Julie Julie. got in on the act, too. Oh, my God. Was was she regressed hypnotherapeutically? Therapeutically? Did she have a therapist, too? Did the prophet just go, you know what? You should get checked out, too. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. By the way, you have a sister? Yes, she was, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get into some of that too. But so his boss tells him, obviously, because they're with the sheriff's department, there's been this allegation against you. And so they talk for a while. So then Paul was arrested and interrogated by his fellow police officers. He was, you know, pretty churchy guy too. He went to the Church of Living Water. I mean, they were a religious family, clearly. But here were the two of the concepts taught to people at the Church of Living Water. 
that Satan can cause a person to commit terrible acts and then wipe their memory clean afterwards. Oh, my God. So they don't remember it. It's the men in black. <laughs> and that any memories re- that he recovered would be accurate. God would prevent him from recovering false memories. That just sounds like... That's very specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like he had a side business as a recovered memory Literally, specialist. Literally, that's <laughs> Christian <laughs> psychotherapist. And that's by the way, if he was a plumber, God said, please get your pipe fixed every year. You don't need him. I'm a dentist. Please, God said, get your teeth cleaned every year. Let's go three months. Well, and see, we know how a lot of times police interrogations work and what the tactics they use, especially when we did our false um, confessions mm-hmm. episode. They, so over time, using sleep deprivation and interview techniques verging on hypnosis, Paul Ingram was convinced what that fuck? he had re- also repressed memories of abusing his daughters and that he suffered from something like multiple personality disorder. Wow. So like he had a personality that was doing these things so one of them was to his abuser. children. And yep. one of them was Satan. Mm. He also believed that he raised his daughters to always tell the truth. Mm. So if he had done his proper job as a good father, then his daughters can't be lying about this. Good Lord. Because he taught his daughters never to lie. My daughters don't lie, so I guess I abuse them. That's Mm -hmm. a a tough choice there, buddy. He figured that he must be guilty and that Satan wiped the memory from his mind. So here's the thing. What wouldn't Satan want you to remember? If you're a good, religious, God-fearing person. There are lots of things. <laughs> Satan would want you to <laughs> be wracked with yes. guilt, right? Yes. For the rest I of your life. I think so. Probably. That's, that's the kind of thing Satan would do, yes. But so literally, by the end of that day, the day he first found out about this, he confessed. Jeez. He thought that he had done these terrible crimes, but he still maintained that he didn't have any memory of, of doing them. Yeah. But he, they just convinced him, you must have done it. You just don't remember it. So at various times during the, this interrogation, he did recover images of killing a cat and murdering a prostitute. <laughs> what who, the hell? Who, who hasn't? Mm-hmm. But Let usually remember. Slip that in there. Yeah, so over time, Jeez. the daughters also remembered, and I'm saying remembered in quotes. Always, throughout this entire episode. That their mother, Sandy, had also... Well, not that she abused them, but she just kind of passively let it happen. Erica, the older daughter, recalled details of satanic ceremonies, which they always do, yeah. where six- to eight-month-old babies or fetuses were sacrificed. Oh, my God. She believed that she had been at 850 satanic rituals. Erica. Jesus. That included about 25 infant sacrifices. Combined or each? No, no, combined. Oh, okay. oh, so yeah. 25 babies mm-hmm. were killed and eaten. Yep. Um, no, I didn't say they were eaten. Well, nah, they, said pro- they probably were. They were sacrificed. It's the kind of thing Saint would do, so let's assume. Well, she remembered being forced to have sex with animals. Oh, my God. And her mother actually joined in on those ones. She remembered becoming pregnant, <laughs> being tied down, and having to have an abortion with a coat hanger. She... Recovered a memory of watching. Oh, here we go, Dean. You were right. The Satanists chop up the fetus and See, eat it. Oopsie. I knew that. It's a trope. That's yeah, it's going to end up somewhere in the story. Baby eating Satanists. Even though she she said she remembered being in about a thousand rituals or so, she couldn't remember any of the satanic chants. 
Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Boom. And she didn't, she was questioned about other details and she couldn't remember other details yeah. about the rituals, but you know. Like who was in them? Yeah. Well, things like, what, were you sitting down? Were you standing up? What were babies were killed? Me again. Me again. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's convenient because obviously the more details yeah. uh, you quote unquote remember, the more details you can trip up on. So, yeah. Julie also uh, remembered that she, was forced to have an abortion after mm-hmm. becoming pregnant. They also claimed that they had scars all over their bodies mm. from years um. of abuse. And that, uh, in, like Julie said at school, she could never change in the locker room at school because she was embarrassed. She and, saw Carrie. And she always wore a T-shirt over her bathing suit because she didn't want anybody to see her scars. And they checked those and they found... No scars. No scars whatsoever. Mm-hmm. On, On either, either of them. Yeah. Also, no evidence of abortions. Only Erica had a small scar, but she had had an operation. Oh, my yeah. God. See there. Uh, you mm-hmm. had appendicitis. Literally. Dummy. Yeah. They also accused their father's poker buddies of Lord. abusing them as well. One of them, um, his name was Jim Raby, and she couldn't remember or she didn't recall seeing any scars or tattoos on his body, but he has a it's like a three-inch wide rope-like large red scar across his chest from like a, an electrical shock that, that was like real bad that almost killed him. And she didn't recall that hmm. those, massive scar on his yeah, chest. Yeah, those guys were not as mentally suggestible as Paul Ingram was. So they're not going, oh, I guess I did it. They're going, you're lying. Although, what? He, he, who says he took his shirt off when he was abusing her? Okay. I mean, uh, you know. I was talking about, <laughs> they all denied it. Yes. I, yeah. Okay. So um, Julie had told their mother that their father's abuse had ended five years earlier, but then they were told what the statute of limitations was in Washington, and then she changed her story and that it was only three years earlier that it stopped. See, the the motivation here is Mm -hmm. weird. It's almost like the therapist. I mean, I know we'll get into how this is directed. This is undoubtedly directed by the therapist more so than the kids. Yeah. I strongly suspect they almost always are. But uh, why would they do that? It's like they want to put this guy in jail. Yeah. And I mean, satanic panic. I mean, this is the height of it, right? The late 80s. I know. But the therapist. I mean, it became satanic panic became a and, and hypno hypnotic regression it became a cottage industry mm-hmm. for therapists. It became a big money maker. It became yeah. a, essentially a, a just a, a source of business. Uh, in this, you know, you, but you can do that without being that specific and almost seeming really with malice of forethought. Yeah, you want to put yeah. Well, especially changing your story, changing the yeah. story to fit the legal. Well, facts yeah, or you know, the mm-hmm. legal needs of the case. That's a little well, and the um, scary. The changing of the stories, I don't know, you would think would be a huge red flag to any prosecutor. Same yeah. Yeah. Last person, of course. Erica originally said that the abuse ended in 1975, oh my gosh. which would have been way sooner. Way, way. But then, but then, at another time, she told him she had caught that STD from her father in 1987. Which so, a year before. I mean, th- yeah, those are just, her stories don't ever line up. Yeah, she's, she's just easy. talking. Yeah, but it's easy to claim, well, I forgot everything, so... Yeah. But if you recover fact A and then later recover fact B and fact a, a, B contradicts fact A, then that's... I don't care if you, yeah. quote-unquote, recover memory. It's still a red flag that you're not being truthful. Well, the girls 
drew maps of their backyard where they remembered, you know, all those sacrificed babies yeah. being buried. <laughs> oh my god! They yeah, actually went to the baby grocery store. <laughs> well, they excavated the yard, but there was nothing. No, no evidence. babies. Nope. Yeah. No evidence of bodies or even of disturbed earth. That was <laughs> one of the things that was a, a an obvious red flag from the beginning from all these satanic things where they 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 killed a lot of people that couldn't be accounted for missing people. There weren't twenty five missing babies yeah. in the Olympia area from which the satanic cult a ring could have, you know, well, and also their food. here's the thing. If the satanic cult members are impregnating their teenage daughters and forcing them to have abortions, yeah. well, let them have the babies. And then yeah, there's your babies to sacrifice. Whoa, there it you sounds go. like mom Good. wants a baby for them. <laughs> it sounds, it does sound a little disturbing there for a second. No, I mean, their actions, what they're accusing them of, they just don't yeah. make sense. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Erica, Julie, get yep. your fucking story Well, straight. so they brought in a forensic archaeologist and <laughs> when they excavated the backyard, oh, okay. Okay. and his name was Dr. Mark Papworth. He said there was no evidence, nothing at all, and the sheriff, <laughs> well, the undersheriff said to him when he told him there was no evidence, nothing at all, he said, if you were the devil, would you leave any evidence? The undersheriff said that? Yes. So, so law enforcement here is just as culpable. Yes. Yeah. They're believing a, a clearly uh-huh. nonsensical, internally inconsistent story from incredibly unreliable witnesses and, and a massively unreliable technique. I guess it wasn't 1988. It wasn't general knowledge. Well, I don't know if it's even general knowledge now how uh, completely nonsense mm, hypnotic regression split is. Now. It's split now. It's not split. Back then it was believe the children. Yeah, okay. Children don't lie, right? But I mean specific to repressed memories. And yeah. I guess it is kind of split, isn't it? Yeah. If, if, but in terms of the research, it's not split at all. Yeah. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. It's complete fiction. Well, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but it's, it, and you and I have talked about this, it's really the difference between clinical yes. psychologists and researchers versus... Actual scientists versus... Therapists. Yeah, who can be anybody who has a vibe and wants to put and can has 70 bucks to send to a, a diploma mail to call themselves a therapist. There's literally no regulation on therapists whatsoever. The, some, are, are, some are fantastic, I'm sure. Some are very helpful. Some are very conscientious. Some are well-educated. But you have no way of knowing that, and, and thousands well, of them are complete frauds. And we'll talk about this later. Okay. So, <laughs> so this forensic archaeologist said at that time, you know, when the sheriff asked him if he was the devil, if he would leave any evidence, he said his hair stood on end, and he realized that, the, there was done. no no yeah. talking to him. There was, you know, yeah. so he just left. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the classic. We were talking about that a while back in the COVID conspiracies. That's the classic is non falsifiable, right? If you find evidence yeah. of yeah. the babies, they're guilty. If you don't find evidence of the babies, they're guilty because yeah. the devil wouldn't leave evidence. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, you can't prove it wrong. Yeah. The Salem witch trials. Yeah. This uh, does sound very Salem witch trial. I was just thinking yes. about it. the way it expanded to other people and yeah. started including Ooh. more and more people. Yeah. He's the Giles Corey. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. The guy who got pressed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ugh. but I mean, I mean, but remember those those girls did the same thing. They started yeah. talking about just a couple people and Tichaba, whatever, and then they started Chituba, including more people in town, and, said, and it just they 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 were empowered. It sounds like these two sisters were in a in a sick sense empowered. So, well, I guess we'll talk about it later. But I still think therapists are largely responsible and guide these f- fictitious repressed memories, but 
there is some some cooperation from the so-called witnesses in, in many cases as well. They do. I mean, there has to be. There has to be. Yeah. I, I think in a lot of cases, there's some there's some degree of culpability there, whether yeah. it's a little One, or sometimes a lot. That goes as far as this. Yeah. Well, so Paul Ouch. Ingram, the dad, confessed to cutting the bleeding heart out of a live cat. What the fuck? Killing the prostitute that I mentioned earlier in Seattle in 1983. Yeah. And he also believed he was involved in the Green River killings. He's being he's being hypno hypnotically regressed as well, isn't he? Yes. Get, he's he's recovering mm-hmm. these memories through this quote unquote therapist yep. as well. What the and hell? I don't know if it's the same. Are you going to talk about? I don't know if it's the same person. Do we about. know who it was? Like no, uh, I don't think so. It probably wasn't, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't you know matter. What I mean? no. if, yeah. if you're go, if you are a therapist in nineteen eighty eight who is hypnotically regressing people to recover memories, you're going to recover memories. Yeah. And no matter how conscientious you were, you were going to manipulate those memories. And some were flat out forcing those fake memories. We're going to talk about false memory, I'm assuming, later on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so there was a Green River Task Force. I mean, the Green yeah. River Killer was a big deal. Yeah. And they looked at his statement and there was nothing. Nothing that he said matched the actual facts of the Green River Killers. It's amazing how many red flags to any law enforcement right now, uh-huh. how obvious this should be to any rational. Regardless, you could even believe in recovered memories back then and still realize yeah. the story is nonsense. Yeah. There's no, I mean... And I know how it ends up, and that's, what make, that's just pissing me off so much I know. right now. <laughs> well, so the prosecution hired Dr. Richard Offshee to help them with the case oh, yeah. because it involved recovered memories and all that kind of stuff. Dr. Offshee is a world-class memory researcher, and he's also a specialist in the tactics of coercion. And They hired the wrong guy. Exactly. He, he <laughs> actually he studied Ch- the Chinese communist brainwashing techniques and recruitment methods yeah. for political groups and religious sects. So he knew what he was talking about. So I wonder, I mean, clearly from the prosecutor's standpoint, they, I'm not kidding. They, they truly hired the wrong yeah. person. He, he was a, yeah. a scholar and knew what he was doing and was independent. And usually yeah. when they have expert witnesses, they both sides, let's be honest, both sides hire someone who's going to mm-hmm. tell them, who's going to say what they want to be said. Yep. Yeah. So he obviously very quickly began to suspect that Ingram was delusional. He, so he designed a test. He confirmed with Ingram's son and two daughters that their father had never forced them to have sex with each other. So then he went and he asked their father whether he had ever done that. He also denied it, Paul, because he hadn't. Then he asked him to go back to a cell and think about it. And so Paul Ingram went back to a cell. So it was a thought simple, about it. The suggestion was as suggest, simple as just think about it. Just ask the question. Yeah. Ask the question. Just asking the question and then tell him to think about it. They said that Paul entered a trance-like state and then he generated a detailed scenario about how, how he might have forced his children to have sex with each other composed a multi-page confession and signed it. By the way, explicit warning for this episode. Well, I'm going to say that now. We should have said it <laughs> a, a, about 20-something minutes ago. But. So he came to the conclusion that Paul Ingram's memories were not real memories. When he described one of the abuse scenes, the interrogator asked him what time the rape took place. Mm-hmm. In Paul's mind, he said he zeroed in on one of the perpetrator's arms and read the time on his watch. Oh, my God. And that's just not the way memories work. That's you literally... Can't, they, aren't, they don't have Brady cameras. You don't it's, have multiple angles. It's not like watching a video yeah. either. Yeah. So, I mean, think about any, oh, I see. So any event yeah. in, in your life. Yeah. And can you 
where there might be a clock on the wall. Yeah. Can you like? Let me change the angle. Okay, close up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, eight thirty-four. <laughs> Enhance. Yeah, you can't do that. That's Jesus. not. That's not the way memories work. I thought you meant he like, what time was it? And he looked at the guy's watch and said 1038. <laughs> oh, no. Like, like Jan does in the fucking Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> What's your boyfriend's name? George Glass. <laughs> okay. I would, would have gone with The Usual Suspects, but okay. <laughs> no, I, I hate that. Kevin Spacey's canceled. I ah, still a great movie. But Jan is not. I suppose. Well, and so I, I think they did in other uh, satanic ritual abuse cases when they prosecuted Paul, they decided just to ignore uh, all of this satanic weird shit about yeah. sacrificing infants and all now, that kind really? of stuff. Now, is that legal? Don't you have to tell Discovery, right? Will you have to give so. the... I mean, isn't that... Not if it's not part of their case, right? If they're not... God. If they're just charging him with rape uh, of his daughters... So not baby-eating, yeah, so they don't have then to tell no. yeah. oh, but By the way, they also said there's a whole lot of baby-eating yeah. going on. But we've talked about this in, yeah. in other cases. Like, couldn't the defense then say, well, yeah, but... Yeah, she accused my client of rape, but she also accused him of infant yeah, sacrifice. Not if they don't know, and right, it sounds like they did, the defense did not know that. No, I'm sure they know about it because they questioned him about it, and the prosecution questioned telling him about it. He came, he's telling the prosecution that now he's not telling his own lawyer that, as far as right, you haven't said that he has. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it from what I've heard so far. He's telling the prosecution, and the prosecution's therapist, all these terrible things he's done. Well. Right. And in fact, in this case, like I said, this was the first known case where he pled guilty. Yeah. I mean, I'm oh, sure he had a lawyer, but he didn't want to put his daughters through the pain of a trial. Yeah. Wow. I know. So, so even if his lawyer did do it, he goes, "I don't care. I'm not gonna, don't bring it up because I won't let you. I'm plead guilty." Yeah, probably. God. I mean, he was convinced that he must have abused them as they described, even though his own memories were obviously unclear. Yeah. That is so. And you know, he didn't want to force them to have to go through a trial. Sounds like if there had been a trial, I would hope to not even come close to being convicted. I, I wonder if even the, they would have prosecuted if they had forced a trial. I wonder. I don't Because know. their evidence was just so yeah. atrocious Stupid, and, the, and the stories yeah. were so conflicting and so un- yeah. unlikely and, 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 and clearly untrue that I wonder if there would be a lot of worry. In other words... They probably had much less leverage than Paul Ingram thought they did. Or, like you said, Paul Ingram was just, he wanted he just to confess. Be- yeah, he just believed it. And I'm sure he just felt horrible about it and uh, was still trying to protect his daughters yeah. because he probably was a good father. Ironically. Yeah. So, and the prosecution was just so proud that, sure you know. Were. See, that's another thing, though. Because just because this guy wants to confess, the job of the, you always see it in some, well, you don't always see it, but a lot of times in movies, it's like, oh, now we have to prove he did it. A right. confession's not enough. Okay, yeah. You, yeah. You, all the evidence you've gathered has proved he did not do it, could not have done it, yeah. and, you're still will, and you still take that plea. Mm-hmm. That's prosecutorial misconduct. Yeah. That's well, despicable. Yeah. They knew, they had to know this guy, even if they're, like I said, even if they absolutely believe the method to elicit the so-called evidence, the story itself had to be utterly ridiculous. The, to yeah, because they still if didn't find any evidence. some crazy guy says, yeah. I came in and killed Kennedy, and he has this nutcase story that's internally inconsistent and contradictory, they don't, no one tries to put this guy in jail. Right. And I wonder how they reconciled the stories that the daughters told that they knew to not be true. Yeah. Well, I know. With Psychologically? The, yeah. Psychologically, cognitive yeah. dissonance, right? They told themselves they're doing good work. And so you self-justify what you're doing, and you 
then confirmation bias takes over and, oh, well, maybe they misremembered some things, but they didn't misremember the key things and those, well, we were prosecuting for and he did rape them kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And since I'm, because no one would say I'm a sleazy prosecutor who's going to put an instrument in jail. You, I'm a good person. I do good work. I put bad people in jail. Th- these girls say he's a bad person. I'm going to overlook all the the weirdness, the weirdness, and the evidence that yeah. they're not telling the truth. Which is, I'm not excusing it. I'm yeah. Just, I, it's, yeah. it's still shameful and incompetent, but, but it, it, it certainly yeah. is a reason. Explainable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the his two Chilling. poker friends, they actually spent 158 days in jail Jesus. until the charges were dropped against them. See, notice that they had whatever evidence they had against Paul Ingram. They had similar type of evidence, two people's stories yeah. against these two guys, but they knew those guys, gonna, I'm going to fight you and get a lawyer, and yeah. so they dropped that. Yep. Well, the reason why they, and law enforcement did not agree that they were not guilty, they just said that the girls were too traumatized to testify. Yeah, bullshit. So these two men, Jim Raby, his business went bankrupt. He was a lobbyist for law enforcement. Jeez. The wow. other, the other guy, Ray Rish, I think he had something to do with like, um, like an auto mechanic or something, but also for like the sheriff's department or something. So I don't know enough to say that their lives were ruined, but I think a lot of people still believed they were guilty yeah. because, like I said, would not let them go because they're innocent. We'll exactly. Because, yep. Oh, God, Lord. Yep. So by the time Dr. Offshe issued his report that he basically said, you know, in his opinion, all of Paul's memories were false. Hmm. Uh, it, it was 1989 by this time. Mm-hmm. And he convinced Paul Ingram that his memories were false. Didn't, wouldn't, I guess you're right, never mind, because I, I was thinking the same thing. They would, in discovery, uh, Paul, uh, Richard Offshe's report, I'm assuming would have been discoverable. And it would have been a gold mine yeah. for a defense attorney to get Paul Ingram off from mm-hmm. something he didn't do. But again, he... He had already pled guilty. Pled guilty, okay. And so by the time he comes around and Dr. Offshe convinces him that, oh, I didn't do this, he tried to retract his guilty plea and change it. Mm-hmm. And Washington law wouldn't let him. That's, the, that's, the, that's the hugest, that's the big, big problem is that, you know, there, no there are coerced and false confessions mm-hmm. all the time, a, a, a shockingly high number of them. And, but once you do that thing, once you, once you finally give in after whatever, yeah. hours or days of coercive uh, and manipulative interrogation, once you give them and say, fine, I did it, it's over. Yeah, yeah no, it takes you back. There, there, yeah. I mean, you, you said no 147 times. You say yes once, it's, you're done. Yep. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I know. And the, also in, t, in, in the movies and on TV, they always make it seem like the judge is r- really making sure that that person believes they're guilty and understands what they're doing. Yeah. And Well, they probably do. I mean, probably ask perfunctory questions. Yeah. Do, do you understand the charges against you? Whatever. I'm sure they do that. Yeah, I don't know. But um, if you're going to, if you're there to plead guilty, that you, you, you plead guilty. Yeah. So he had already pled guilty and was already in prison when he decided, when he, uh, he must have Richard been. Offsey. Yeah. Yeah. He must have been. Yeah. So he was sentenced to 20 years in prison, which, yeah, I don't know what would have happened if, as he, a, if, as a cop, if, if he had you. gone to trial. As a cop. And a child molester. And a child molester. Uh-huh. I mean, those are some hard-ass years. He's, he well, had to have been in, in... Dead. Well, no, he had to have been in protective custody. They I sent imagine. him... This was um, in Washington State. They sent him to prison in Delaware. 
Oh, oh my on God. the hope that they wouldn't for, know he's a cop for that Western? reason. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. It's going to be like Yolanda in Texas. They should be in solitary confinement so people don't kill her for revenge. Yeah. Who? Uh, the, the lady who killed Selena. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he tried you, to... You just said to say Yolanda and thought we'd know who you're talking about. <laughs> I you know, know, Yolanda, Yolanda who killed Selena. <laughs> okay. She got it. When you said Texas. Okay. He, you know, would go up for parole and stuff and he would have all these people testifying on his behalf mm-hmm. that they didn't believe he'd done it and all that yeah. kind of stuff and he never got any right. kind of early release. Uh, they really? actually, yeah, they yeah. even, I think they even um, petitioned the governor for a pardon. And I would have pardoned for I mean, yeah. Okay, so this is anything. now, I mean, we're well into the 2000s. We now, by the mid 90s, science knew that these techniques were nonsense. By, I don't, I don't know when that permeated into the general consciousness that they were, they were complete bullshit these these repressed members things like that if it has uh if it has yeah it still hasn't come fully yet you still i mean i bet you i don't know i would love to see a poll americans do you believe repressed members are real i'm sure a majority would still say yes i would say even that though too. they're yeah li- again listeners i've heavily researched this yeah real science shows that re- experimental science and mm-hmm. any expert any clinical psychologist in the field understands that repressed members are complete and utter bullshit. We talked about multiple personality a while back, and I, multiple personality has virtually no support anymore in the actual clinical psychological world whatsoever. It is still in that official book or whatever that, that psychology has where it's a thing, it's dissociative disorder, but it's not considered uh, viable by actual clinical psychologists for the most part. But in this case, early 2000s, let's say he's gone up for parole. I mean, didn't, a lawyer could have educated the parole board on, on the nonsense of these methods. By the, again, by the mid to late 90s, a lawyer could have told them, well, I, you know, hey, maybe you don't know, but here's some evidence that these techniques are nonsense. They tried. Free my client. They tried to do that. And in fact, in, in 1996, he was up for parole. And I know you've heard of Dr. Elizabeth Loftus. Sure have. She's a researcher, Dr. Offshe. And a journalist who wrote a book about mm. this case, his name is Lawrence Wright, and then the sheriff of Thurston County, they all testified, and the five-member panel, two voted against parole, one voted for parole, and one person abstained. So That's four. What happened? And yeah. one oh, disappeared. Oh, no. The chairperson of yeah. the parole board wouldn't say how she voted. Really? Oh, yeah. my Oh, just God. so she voted against parole. Yeah. What a scumbag. Yeah. So... His time in prison, he spent it teaching literacy to other prisoners and revamping their computer systems. <laughs> Taught himself a useful skill after yep. 20 hard, horrific well, years. Well, he didn't. He wasn't in prison for 20 whole years. Oh, he got it was out. pretty in, close, though, wasn't it? He got out in 2003. 2003, so about 15 years. Uh, wow. Yeah, which I'm assuming, That's you know, probably don't you get time off for good behavior probably. or, you know. Yeah. So, Although in federal, we, he would have had to serve longer, but in, he's, he's under state yeah. jurisdiction. Uh, yeah. That's 15 years for something at the, from the outset mm-hmm. should have been obvious to any thinking human being that was not true. Yeah, and so when he was released, you know, he had to, he was a registered sex offender, and I guess there's different levels, and so they re- referred to him as the most dangerous kind of sex offender, level three, that they believed he was not amenable to treatment, and he would be supervised by the Department of Corrections for a year. And because of his history, he they considered him of high risk to reoffend, which is ridiculous. That's insane. What? 
why you so, would think that's, that. So that's now 2003. Again, it's just mm-hmm. no excuse not to know better. And people in the community still, you know, a lot of them believed he was guilty. Yeah. That he had done it. Is and that, I mean, it, the sad thing is, it is that whole thing. It's kind of like the Me Too movement is going that They now always b- believe her, believe the woman. But you have people who are telling are telling lies, and it really it poisons all the other people who are who are being honest. And that's that's it's almost like a double crime for people who lie about things like that. It makes it harder for the next person telling the truth to tell the truth. They're to be believed that they're telling the truth, and that's what happened. All, uh, the kids that were being that were telling the truth about abuse, it's harder. To, you can't automatically believe them because there are so many out there who weren't telling the truth. Mm. No, I mean you can't you can't have this default believe them. Because of course, yeah. You can't. You can't, and at least not if you're being trying to get at the truth. Yeah. Well, and I, you and I have talked about this, and you have told me things about kids, and I mean, I what? <laughs> I don't like how that sounded. <laughs> research and oh, research has shown unequivocally that not just some, but the majority of specific to uh, repressed memories, things like that, those kinds of things, specifically to that. So that subset. Of abuse, just to be clear. Yeah, but for that repressed memory kind of kind of uh, uh, abuse, virtually all of them. Are well, not no, clear. not even with repressed memory. Like with kids, you just ask them oh, a question. Yeah, yeah. They'll yes. they'll say outrageous things that the adults in their lives interpret to being yes. meaning the, they were abused. The Niv Martin uh, case is a classic example. Those people, for the most part, those kids. I think some kids were eventually regressed, but but for the most part, they told things that weren't true. Yeah, but not even that, because that sprang out of a, of a kid who had a rash or something. Yes. But, and the mom made up stories. The mm-hmm. kid didn't. I'm talking about kids oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, spontaneously yeah. saying something strange. Yes, and yes. And parents becoming alarmed and... The case was, there was a, a, a case where it was under a, a controlled experiment, as a matter of fact, oddly enough. So it was, everything was videotaped and they had a psychologist talk to, a, they, they used those anatomically correct dolls, which again, research has shown as complete oh. nonsense. Those that serve no useful purpose. There was never any science behind it. They're made up by just some twit. Some creepy uh, um, Really creepy woman. And they... Well. What? It sounds like a good idea. It's not. It's logical. It's not, though. It's not. It doesn't elicit the truth. If that's what your goal, which it should be, it doesn't elicit the truth. It's been that. shown experimentally, those anatomically correct dolls are nonsense. Uh, I'm sorry, really Carrie. Creepy it, 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 it's just true. As you give me a face, I, and, and. No, I understand that that's true. But if I had said, yes. I, I, you know, here, I, this is a great idea to get kids to oh, be I able see. to point to something, you know, blah, 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 so that we can talk uh, to kids okay. about things. But before you it put people in jail like a as great child idea. molesters, you should know if it's a good idea or not. Yeah. And they did not. That's true. They were not tested in any way, shape, or form. They were just used. And people had lives ruined because of that. So anyway, that, that this case with the, the child was video was using the doll. I started pounding a, an object onto the vagina of, yeah. of the doll. And she was a girl. And in front of her parents when she went home. And the parents said, why are you doing this? Because that's what the doctor did to me today. You know, the psychologist did, did that to me today in, in, that, in the session, whatever. She didn't use the word session. But, and, she, and, the, and the parents saying, oh, he, Dr. Blah, blah, blah is a very nice person. He would never do something like that. She said, no, he absolutely did it. And roll tape, nothing of that ever happened. So it wasn't even coercion. It's just kids, tell, kids can't tell the difference between yeah. uh, the reality yeah. and, and, until they're about five years old. And or they, they just, don't even know what they're saying. They they're don't like, have any idea. It's just interesting. You see an anatomical correct doll, that's interesting. Certain yeah. parts of it are more yeah. interesting than others just because they're natural human curiosity. And so 
a lot of those sexual abuse cases started from things like that, mm -hmm. where there wasn't videotape to go check and see that it wasn't true. Yeah. I know. So yeah. that's scary. Thank so, God our kids never said anything weird. So the Paul well, Ingram case. We said case. weird shit. I know. Just, you guys well, didn't freak yeah, out and think yeah. anybody molested us because yeah. of it. Well, you were speaking to dead worms. Like yeah. Telepathically. So that okay. was. Don't say the yeah. thing that didn't scare us because it did, but still. Sheesh. Okay. Well, so now we know what happened to poor Paul Ingram. Yeah. And. It, oh, and actually, even at one point, they got the mom and one of the adults' son, one of the adult sons, in on it too, oh, yeah. making Wait. claims. And in fact, one of the adult sons, you know, like the the police were interrogating him, trying to get him to basically more forcefully corroborate his sister's stories, and basically said, "Well, you know, you could." You could you could pro probably get a lawsuit out of this. You could sue and get a nice car. And the son said, "I already have a nice car." And the cop said, "Yeah, but is it a BMW?" Oh my God! So yeah, that's uh, that. I mean, none of that should be legal or you shouldn't have a current law enforcement. Exactly. That's yep. yep. So so anyway, yeah. So the other kids at various times in this thing were were telling their own stories and denying it. Well, and why wasn't the mom sent to prison? What about the whole satanic ring? 25 babies were eaten, and they didn't lift a finger to go f solve those murders? That's, that's just bad police work. Well, that's why. They, they had to pick their battles. I, like, no. They, they couldn't If 25 babies were killed in your jurisdiction, you wouldn't do anything about it. And the, because and you have to pick your battles seriously. They, no, 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 no. In prosecuting, I'm assuming they didn't believe that because they found no evidence of that. Yes, which means we I, should well, lead I to know. the obvious conclusion that <laughs> if the they're lying about this, maybe they're lying about the rest. I understand that. They but so they, so what that, you know what that tells me? Is they, well, I don't know. It, they, uh, again, I, I go back to cognitive dissonance. They must have convinced mm -hmm. themselves that yeah. they were doing God's work and yeah. doing good things. So Pride therefore, you know, some were lies and some weren't. And, and it didn't take much for Paul to believe that yeah, he did it and confess and say he did it. So, But I feel like they st if Paul had not confessed, they still would have gone after him. I'm sure they would have, yeah. And, and again, if, if you I mean, step back and be rational, in this case, law enforcement, you should have yeah. known this was not true. And maybe if he hadn't confessed, then he would have gotten a good lawyer and he would, yeah. they would have been able to... Life would have been ruined, though. Yeah, no question I'm sure about it would have been. So, okay, so now we're going to talk about recovered memories and all that kind of stuff. And like we already hinted on, the, the clearest divide is between mental health practitioners, the therapists who mm -hmm. see patients, and researchers. So clinicians have a greater tendency to believe that people repress their memories and they can be recovered in therapy than obviously researchers do. So the general public, too, I think pretty much believe in repressed memories. Mm -hmm. Did you get any polling data or anything like that? No. There must be some. I don't know. I have to think is. there's some. Yeah. Somebody's asked that question. I don't know. Maybe not very good comprehensive polling yeah. data. Hmm. So but some people believe totally Yeah. It seems like people believe it. Yeah. Oh I, I I'm absolutely sure that yeah. it's completely permeated our media since the 70s. If you go back to multiple personality disorder, which is a form of that kind of nonsense yeah. that, that started with a lot of that were, were so-called repressed memories. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just been drilled into us. We've grown up with it. You have to really research. I don't blame people for not knowing better. You have no reason to. You have to be interested and research it. And, and 
and uh, find out the truth. Otherwise, yeah. why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you think it's true? It sure seems like it's true. You know what I mean? It, in the media, yeah, and in the world of course, around yeah. you, it's treated as true yeah. every time you, you hear about it, usually. Well, we talked about how memory isn't like a tape recorder. Yeah. You can't yeah. just go back and look at it. And we process memories and remember them and store memories in different ways. And most of us have some slightly traumatic experiences, and most of us remember those, right? Yeah. Like, say you're lo- like a kid and you got lost in a store. Rachel remembers the time she got lost in Costco like mm-hmm. it happened yesterday. Jack remembers when he got lost in the movie theater and came running after the wrong man <laughs> and, and got up to him. Yeah. <laughs> it and wasn't me. You probably remember that with a lot of detail. I do. Yeah. With like four, maybe? I remember I mean, that. Yes. Five max. Detail. Yeah, yeah. I, we, you were like three feet ahead of me, and you just started sprinting with a terrified look in your face, and caught up to some strange dude. Yeah, hey, and, and I like, didn't he know turned around. Like, what do you want? Yeah, well, and three so, feet behind you. Is what it was. Turn around, God. <laughs> well, I guarantee you that's an exaggeration. I guys. swear to God, you're right in front uh, of us. We're just talking about that. Memory's not a fucking tape recorder, <laughs> so that's I don't true, believe but you. In this case. Well, so what researchers have learned is that moderate trauma can enhance long-term memory. That makes a lot of sense and to me. And this is, this is common sense, that, yeah. that we remember this. Yeah. And so it makes it kind of hard to understand how, how do you forget not, not hard horrible to things. The, the, the logical conclusion is you do not forget. Yeah. Well, you never forget horrible things. You kind of do the opposite. I, I'm, I'm reading that. Well, go ahead. That was moderate trauma. Extreme trauma can disrupt long-term memory storage. And it can leave memory stored as emotions or sensations Uh, rather than memories. Uh. So obviously they're still there. Yeah. And not they, always, I'm sure, just sometimes. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. Obviously, probably Generally, a, a, a yes. small yeah. number of times and our proportion. Research suggests that it can take up to several days to fully store a memory in your long-term mm. or an event in your long-term memory. And so then things, when you and I talked about this before, things can trigger those memories mm-hmm. because it's sensory and emotional. Yeah. So... It's an emotional movie or a smell or something Base, like that. That sounds like PTSD. Mm-hmm. It kind of is. It yeah. is. Like basically. It sounds like the basis of PTSD. Yeah, it is. Yeah. S- but but generally speaking, traumatic events are is the is the opposite. The yes. problem for a real mm-hmm. psychologist yeah. is to get the patient to get over those memories and to yeah. process and control those memories, not to yeah. remember those those memories. Those are the things that stay with you. Not the things that you put in a little bit. It's the whole idea of the repressed memory had this, this you know, it, it was an old way of, of thinking about the memory. Like I said, some you think about the memory as lo- like it's a videotape. Uh-huh. And that, that's mm. just not true. We know not, that now. So the thought was that you could you could just store it somewhere else, like a library, like a microfiche file. And yeah. the, the site, that, that brilliant therapist would go and find that file and bring it out. And it's just, that's just not how memories work. And what they also didn't know is how insanely, are you going to talk about how crazy suggestible and manipulable human memories are? Not, not for the mentally weak or something like that, Everybody. for every single person yeah. on the planet. Yeah. We all have false memories, our wrong memories, our distorted memories constantly yeah. about almost any, everything. Yep. And they have done research into it and they use real people and they have been able to create yeah. 
false memories of mildly traumatic events. Not well, Richard that Offsey. does not <laughs> sound ethical. Richard Offsey <laughs> created a, a false memory about a horrifically uh, traumatic event in yeah. Paul Ingram's mind very yeah. easily. So mm-hmm. something people are. Offsey did? Offsey did. Remember he told was him that about, about the, having his, your, make, ki- forcing your kids to have sex with each other? He just asked him if that oh, had, that, if oh, he ever done that. the people mixed up. Sorry. Offsey intentionally did that to make to give to prove him a, that, yeah. a false memory that he could prove was a false memory and then when, when Ingram had that quote unquote memory he could prove okay he's making up fake Yikes. memories in his mm-hmm. own mind that's unethical offshoot it is well, I forgot about that all these a lot of these surprisingly a lot of these memory tests are unethical because they do them in child not unethical but of, of yeah, dicey they unethical. do them in, child, child <laughs> psych, psychologists mm-hmm. have looked into that and, they, and I, I was reading I'm reading a great book right now by Kel Tavris and Elliot Aronson called Mistakes Were Made but not by me. And it's about it's about cognitive dissonance, but they delve a lot into false memories. Yeah. And they I can't remember the exact case, but this case was dealing with four and five and six year olds. And that's what how we now know that until roughly age five, kids can't yeah. differentiate reality and fantasy. Mm-hmm. I re- remember reading about thinking, okay, you've now affected these kids' memories for the rest of their lives. Yes. I, I mean yeah. that's, you you just have. Yeah. So yeah, that's why it's a little dicey. Well, and studies have also documented that people who live through extreme trauma can sometimes forget the trauma, and then the memory will come back later in life, usually triggered by something because there it's a sensation or an emotion, and then they have flashbacks, and so then they feel like they're reliving it. And I mean, so then it's at that point, then people need therapy. So the debate is whether recovered memories are true or are they not true? Some therapists who work with trauma survivors believe that they're true because they're, they have such extreme emotions with them. Other therapists have reported that some of their patients have recovered memories that couldn't be true, like a memory of being decapitated yeah. and stuff like oh, that. Wow. Well, but, but in terms of having emotions, I mean, no shit. Yeah. You think it's yeah. true. You, it's it's yeah. a terrible traumatic thing. Of course you're going to be emotional about it. it. That's not proof is, that yeah. it is true. I know. That's exactly. Just some sloppy thinking. I get emotional at um, Spirited Away. See? <laughs> That's not a real it's not. Movie. It didn't happen. It's not a... Do- well, actually, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I wish. Yeah. And so, obviously... You know, some therapists are, are accused of implanting memories and causing false memories in vulnerable patients by suggesting we know they do. whether they do it all or not. It turns we we talked about you talked about in the multiple personality about Sybil, mm-hmm. and since we did that episode, I've actually read that that therapist Cornelia Wilde was insanely unethical. She absolutely implanted with malice aforethought to write a book and make money. Yeah. Boo. The the Sybil the Sybil memories Sybil she threatened and when Sybil wouldn't go along with recovering these memories she would threaten to stop prescribing her the drugs that she had her hooked oh on God. by then she had her hooked on antipsychotics and things like that yeah. and Sybil was a, effectively a drug addict by then and she would threaten to withhold her meds if she didn't go along with the latest story and 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 by the way there is now an annual award. Uh, in psychotherapist for research uh, or you know working with memory and stuff like that, it's called the Cornelia Wilde Award. <laughs> that shows you. Are you serious? I swear wow. to God, that's true. So that tells you everything you know about the discipline yeah. of these therapists who believe in that kind of thing. They're, they're, yeah. it's, it's think about it. It's your industry. It's how you make money. It's how yeah. many of them make lots of money. If someone attacks that and says it's not true. You either have to, again, there's where cognitive dissonance takes over. I'm going to have to change what I do for a living 
or I'm going to deny, deny, deny. 98% well, of people yeah. are going are yeah. to deny. Well, you were talking about the research with children. There's one research study suggesting that false memories for mild trauma can be created in the laboratory. And so, in the lab. Yeah. Oh, and, there's, there's countless And studies. so the study, that is scary. they made suggestions to children that they had been lost in a shopping mall. Oh. And Mildly dramatic. Yeah. It happened to all of us. And, and so they, kids who, you know, parents said, oh, no, my kid's never been lost in a shopping mall. Yeah. Later... These children really believed yeah. that they had at one point been lost in a shopping mall. They had that memory yeah. because they were a part of that I, research actually study. That's, I think that's one of the things that Kel Travers and Elliot Aronson write about is the one of the studies. Yeah. But you said one study. There, there have been well, dozens yeah. of studies showing uh, memories are easily manipulated and yeah. invented. Easily. Yeah. Especially in kids, but in adults too. Yeah. So, But in terms of the, of the malice, you know, I'm, I'm sure... Uh, Majority of therapists are not doing it intentionally, but it's impossible not to. Yeah, you, you can't ask a question without there being an impact from that question. Basically, priming. What, like, like basically, what happens is that or what was happening back then was that if you sought therapeutical help, right, you had a good chance of winding up with someone who's going to say, "Okay, you are repressing sexual abuse." That, but that other person in a different little subset of that cottage industry would say, oh, you were uh, part of a satanic cult. Another person <laughs> might say, you were abducted by aliens. <laughs> Seriously. And, and whatever their axe to grind was, or that's what happened yeah. to you, the, the patient. Yeah. And, they and, just watched uh, Encounter, what is it yeah. called? So, Close Encounters of the yeah. Fifth Kind. Seriously. Like, but, but none of those therapists would be considered good therapists. Uh, because no, not, but, because but, you're never supposed to suggest things to your patients. But but that's the thing. Some did. were doing, like, like, say, Cornelia Wilde was, with Sybil, was flat out saying, here's what happened. Yeah. But some were doing just questioning, like the Betty and Barney Hill therapist. He was a legit I think he was even a clinical psychologist and he wound up not believing anything was true. Yeah. But he still played an unwitting role in forming what they, what they believed. Mostly it was Betty Hill. She was a, a UFO enthusiast and, and, and so she brought a lot to the table already. Yeah. But just asking the questions, like how do you, how do you, let's take alien abduction. How do you possibly get to that I know. without asking the question that has to be leading and has to have some impact? Because you've shown it. Well, Richard Offshee just had to suggest, just say, hey, has that horrible thing, ever, uh, did you ever do that to your kids? Not you did it. Yeah. One question about the possibility that it could have ever happened, and that was enough. Yeah. So how can you possibly get to, um, have you ever seen uh, gray-skinned men? Anybody with a big head? Anybody with, you know, yeah. how, how do you get to an abduction without leading the witness? It's impossible. How do you get well, to child abuse, you, sexual abuse without? If your goal is to get to a person saying they were abducted by aliens or saying they were Say abused, that's not your goal. Even if that's not your goal, you suspect that they were, say, sexually abused. How do you broach that topic topic at all without? Are you talking about therapists? therapists. Or yeah, the therapists. okay, if you don't subconsciously, no. But I mean, yeah, okay then. I, I mean, like I don't know. No, you. Haven't. I mean, I've never been in therapy. What if there's I, a suspicion? <clears throat> say there's an external suspicion that that this child has been sexually abused by a parent. Oh, okay. okay. How do you then broach that topic? With that child, without I have no potentially, idea. you can't. Yeah. You literally really cannot. No way. Yeah, I don't know how. You can't. How people do it. Well, I don't think. I well, I think what happens is they literally just 
they have to wait for the child to volunteer the information themselves you do. for that yeah. to be like admissible in court or whatever like uh, that. No, they don't. Thing. They don't. Really? But they should, oh, yeah, but no, they don't. I probably shouldn't say that. I should, yeah, you, I should you, never have faith in our court system, <laughs> yeah. in other words. I know, but yeah. I'm talking specifically about repressed, recovered memories yeah, okay. That's even, in, yeah. in a genuine therapeutic setting with an adult mm-hmm. going to a therapist because let's say she has eating disorders, yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. The therapist isn't supposed to suspect that, oh, yeah. you know, we know through experience, uh, you know, a certain percentage of people with these eating disorders were abused as children, yeah. so I'm going to ask her if she was abused as a child. But they did. You're, you're not, that's what I'm saying. Okay, not, sorry. They did it that's by the not, thousands. But that's not, yeah, yeah, that's not a good therapist. That's not how you're supposed to do therapy. You're supposed to wait for the patient yeah. to... I hope that's Say very uncommon that. nowadays. Is it? Do you know? I would think it I is. I suspect it's still fairly common. I don't know. Is my guess. Again, as we talked about a long time ago, <laughs> there's a, there's, it, you, it takes oh, virtually no. no, yeah, I don't know. There's almost no regulation of, of therapists beyond the, the bare bones that you can't abuse your patient and things like that. But in terms oh, of yeah. like, I'm qualified, there's virtually no regulation. Which I, don't, I know, and you keep saying that. It's state by state. But Some states have oh, okay. licensing boards, most do not. Oh, okay. And even the license, like, like California's not. Like if you say yeah. you're a shaman and practicing Native American beliefs, you, you're a therapist and it's not a goddamn thing they can do about it. I'm sorry to all shamans out there, but I'll, I'll take one even worse. Just yeah. say I, I, I practice psychic vibrations, whatever, yeah. or a natural path. It, this is not, you're okay, a therapist. Okay, sure, a, but you're not representing yourself as a, as a psychologist no, to no. patients. No, you're a therapist. No, a lot of ther- do a lot of therapists call themselves psychologists? Yeah, most and would you, just say they're a therapist. Yeah, I think they. So you can just say you're a therapist, absolutely. Because, like, in yeah. my experience of of you know looking at lists of therapists and stuff, <laughs> it says you know licensed clinical social worker. Yeah. Well, that might be or, a curated list of like a yeah, network. Of well, yeah, it's that through, are like certified board yeah. licensed all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, but, they're less likely to have insurance carriers carry them. But yeah, there's tons of them out there. If you looked in like the yellow pages or whatever, yeah. and you looked up a therapist, so I can just decide I want to be a therapist, and yeah. if somebody's willing to pay my exorbitant hourly rate, absolutely. And if you Out want of to pocket. pay Carrie, there are best <laughs> therapist training to there give are, you a little certificate that yes. says you're a licensed therapist. Yep. Oh, I didn't know I was that. Just reading, I, again, reading the book I'm reading, they say you know that you can pay 70 bucks to a, a to diploma mill university. and boom, you're a therapist. Hmm. And, with, and a, a therapist with a license to therapy from what, blah, 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 fake private for-profit school. Wow. Because I always look at... Yeah. Where they went to school, what their here's you know. the thing though, even like social workers and psychologists, those folks aren't typically trained in scientific method the way a clinical psychologist right. is. Yeah. And my bias would be go to a clinical psychologist and only a clinical psychologist. Maybe not only. Well, I mean, that's someone it who depends. is that's someone who is trained. Needs. And and has an understanding of, of the science behind what they're. What but they're are doing. clinical psychologists doing therapy with patients? Not always. Not no. They I mean, do many. Well, things. then how are you going to go to one if they well, don't do therapy? There are. Some of them oh, do. Okay. Some yeah. of them do research. Some of them do. Yeah. yeah. Teaching. Yeah. So there are some, but um, that's the best discipline for someone who's doing therapy. I would. I think more so than someone who has a degree from University of Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would never go to a therapist. Who had a degree from Unfortunately, but even a lot like, of people don't vet their therapists enough. Yeah, they don't. And like I said, yeah. just because, and even I'm sure there are plenty, not to bag on the discipline, but yeah. there are plenty with good degrees who are still 
you know, doing bad practices. Having said that, there are, I'm sure the majority are trying to be very helpful and are trying to do right by their patients. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure the vast majority are. Yeah. Uh, even us talking about memory things and false memories and false confessions and all that kind of stuff, I have often wondered, like, <laughs> do, do I have some Same, really traumatic thing in my Any, childhood that I can't remember? I something? Anything that I did that you didn't like, that's a fake memory. Uh-huh, it uh-huh. didn't happen. It was false. Sorry. Not true. But uh, And what? we've also talked about how we remember things very differently. Yes. And I'm not sure. I I know I have memories. I'm not sure that they actually happened. Was it, was it a dream? Has had a fake or was oh, it a story girl, that a I've dream? heard over and over again? Because yes. We have a friend, <laughs> famously, Uh-oh. this is a long time ago, who a group of us and, and a small group was talking about, I, we, we're not sure here, we think it was a baseball game, maybe it was an angel game, Yeah. and that we had all gone to it, it was something interesting happened, and we're telling this story, and she's going, yeah, oh my God, yeah, I totally remember that, it was great. And we're, going, Wait, and we're like, you weren't you there. Weren't there. <laughs> you didn't go to this game. She absolutely, because she heard about it, she'd probably heard us tell yeah. that story, regale other friends with that earlier, she just sort of... It, it became part of her subconscious, and she put herself in that place. I'm sure we've all yeah. done that. So now it's known as a Kristen memory. It's a Kristen memory. You're having a Kristen, hey, Kristen memory. <laughs> you're having a Kristen memory when you remember something that you weren't there at. Yeah. For. Yeah. And it's interesting that we don't remember exactly. What I know, it was, but remember her saying that. And I 100% don't trust my memory. Good. So then, <laughs> wow. how are you guys sure that she wasn't there? Because she because wasn't there. we know because everybody else day, yeah. who was there said she wasn't there and she wasn't there <laughs> and know. she knew she wasn't there yeah, uh, after she was yeah yeah but told that you, is you funny there. how a lot of the memories of that thing have we just dropped off but we yeah. fully remember the Kristen memory yeah. part of it. it it is scary though what Jack just said how you know we went there I mean yeah. then you become psychotic you <laughs> yeah. just question every it, single memory it of does yours. become a slippery slope it becomes yeah. like you're high when you're not high or it's and, like uh, what's that one what's that one never mind. It's okay. <laughs> well, but it is. Memories are. It is one. The more you know about memories, the scarier memories yes. are. Because, like I said, everybody has fake memories. Everybody has distorted memories. Everybody has patchy memories. Yeah. And you, they're not nearly as reliable and trustworthy as you think they are. Yeah. And they're not recalled like videotape, like you think they are. Yeah. It's it's they're just weird little the the memory stores memories and little bits of information and and, and, and yeah. processes them in a way that's going to change what really happened. And I know my memory definitely gets worse as I get older. Yes. And I just say it, like my memory is full. I Same. I can't. It's like almost like I can't form new memories. Yeah. Well, that's but not you do. true. I, but I mean, like for specific things, like for somebody's phone number Old or dogs, you know, new I tricks, you know. <laughs> No, it's true that that you do remember things. You do you forget things as you get older, and you and you it takes more to make that memory lasting. That's yeah, true. I, it's I, it is almost like that your memory is full, and it's and to, to That's do a how new I one, feel. you have to push something else out. Exactly. I think it's more just like the brain doesn't work as efficiently as That's it once true. did. The neurons I are a little know. sluggish. I'm pretty sure. We're not like running out of gigabytes on no. our brain. I don't I know, but like right. I can remember every phone number I've ever had. Well, you're a savant. Going back to like 1970. You should have one of those yeah. memory things. But if somebody told me their their phone number today, I would never remember. But that's it. probably more. Well, that specific situation is probably more because of yeah. <laughs> it's gonna speed dial. Yeah. You just put it yeah, in your, in your address book. And you I know, have, I know what you mean. That's a bad example. But I have yeah. the capability <laughs> of remembering phone numbers. I remember my next door neighbor's phone number. 
from the seventies. I remember my best friend from, (laughs) you know, elementary school. I remember her phone number. Yeah, it's just weird. weird. And my eighty-something-year-old mother remembers her childhood phone number. Yeah, but kids have terrible memories, and their brains are empty. Kids have (laughs) phenomenal (laughs) memories. What are you talking about? Once they get to a certain yeah. age, you guys remember ridiculous. You guys remember that we everything. No it seems like super detailed things that we had. We're like, well, okay, we knew that event may have happened. You guys yeah. probably remember were that same way when you was kids. Yes, I'm sure we were. We were. Yeah. I remember thinking in high school, I know everything. The name of every single person oh, yeah, in my too. high school class. Hmm. Oh my god! Wow. In the in era, your high school class. Yeah, my whole class. Them, yeah, yeah. I think I Jesus, did. You were a freak. And but in like. I get Facebook friend requests and yeah, no clue who they are. And when I say we have 18 friends in common and they're all people we went to high school with. Okay. Clearly this is somebody from high school. No idea. But you check and see if they're good looking first, right? Before you. They're typically women, but okay. okay. Doesn't matter. It's just weird. It's so strange. Memory Mm. is terrible. Yeah, it is. I know. That's the lesson of this story about <laughs> really the satanic is. panic. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of is, though, actually. Yeah. It kind of is yes. the whole thing. Uh, Paul Ingram, because of manipulated false memories, spent 15 years in jail. Yeah. And his life was ruined, and his friend's life were harmed or ruined. And yeah. And his wife some, and his other children, and I'm it, sure. It, and it takes that little stupid little spark of that asshole psychic at Christian camp mm-hmm. yeah. who decided she's going to meddle in someone's lives. I mean, what a sick... Mm-hmm. Just, 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 what was her name? Say her name again. I I never said her name. She's a monster. It it didn't Um, say her name. She's I'm kidding. She's I I mean she's a horrible human being. What's her name? Prophet designator. (laughs) (laughs) Discerner. 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 Prophet and discerner. Person of discernment. Whatever that is. She's awful. She's just horrible. There's a we'll probably bring it up later, but there's a famous the um, I think is what you're talking about. The, uh, The one of the most famous Titanic panic cases. In the late '80s, I think mid to late '80s was in in New Jersey, where daycare woman was put in jail for molesting like 18 people. She spent years and years and years in jail. Though, and almost all the students said she did these just terrible things to her. The whole thing started because the parents took their kid to see the doctor, and there was something about his butt, and he said something like. Um, like, no, he was getting an enema or something like that, and he and he said, "Oh, this is what my teacher does to me at day daycare." Oh. Complete fiction, just a dumb little thing a kid said. Mm-hmm. From that, just a little, just a kid being a kid. Yeah, it, she eighteen people. They started asking all the parents, and and eighteen kids had completely wow. fake memories implanted into them for yeah. some things that absolutely never happened. There was zero evidence that there's very strong evidence that she absolutely could not have done any of those things. I mean, it became ridiculous where she was doing flying carpets and shit like yeah. that. But yeah. nothing ever happened, and her life was was destroyed, obviously. Yeah. And so were those kids too, for that matter. All from a stupid little throwaway line. It's sh- it's shocking how often that is true in these in yeah. satanic panic cases, including this one. Yeah. Although you know, we talked about the whole creating memories for these poor children, but I don't remember what case it was. Might have been the McMartin one, mm-hmm. where later, I mean, the kids even. You know, after they grew up, they came back and they apologized. Yeah, the, the kids, yeah. the kids because, knew they were yeah. what, what they were forced to say were not yeah. true. That's the case where actually actual law enforcement literally said, "Yes, this happened," and so did the psychologist involved. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I want to say her name. We'll do McMartin one of these days, and we can we can uh, make sure and say everybody's name that yeah. did these horrible things. But they they absolutely not just they didn't just sort of manipulate memories. They forced fake memories onto these kids knowingly with malice aforethought. 
to prosecute yeah. this case. It was disgusting what yeah. happened with that case. And I, I and I we were cognizant. We were adults during that happened. And what did you think, Mick Martin? I, I thought they were all guilty. These uh, these kids are all saying they were molested. The, the DAs bring the trial. The police say this happened. I assumed that was all true. Did you? Yeah. I remember I mean, I, I didn't the follow evidence it. that's being presented. I remember yeah, thinking, I how could this be true? Well, I, I didn't how follow could it, this be happening? I didn't follow it closely enough to know that they, they told wild, ridiculous stories. Yeah. I wouldn't... They didn't. I don't oh, remember. Guess what? They didn't bring those. They, those, yeah. yeah, those weren't included in the trial, and yeah. so the the daily, uh, like, rate you'd hear it on the yeah. news on the radio every day during the McMartin and McMartin McMartin McMartin. Yeah, but oh, it was but huge. just the thought that I I just I wasn't convinced. I remember at the time, I just thinking how how could a multiple because it was the mother and the grandmother and the child because you know better and you've reformed your memory to make you seem you know smarter at the time (laughs) that that's that's people do it every day everybody does that everybody does that i've done that we've all done that it's possible you for uh did you actually call bullshit on it too back then? And, and you're no. to make your myself look stupid. <laughs> no, to fit the story. Oh, no, I don't. I don't, I, I don't I'm just so being the crazy person. I, I, but I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't follow it that closely. But I, I just yeah. all these kids are saying the same thing. These are monsters. These Nick Martin people. Oh, well, put them in jail. Yeah, I have no idea. It just seemed pretty unlikely to me that all the adults at a daycare center were abusing all the children. Yeah, I don't know. Most people thought they were. Um, Is there a poll? Do you have a poll? A poll. So, yeah. No. She wants a Gallup poll. <laughs> About what? You oh said most people oh, thought they then? were. Oh, yeah, there were, actually, back then. <laughs> there probably Martin, were, Absolutely, actually. there were. Yeah, there was. And, uh, yeah, the, the DA who dropped charges against some of the people was vilified for that, against, like, the mother was vilified for that. And he knew full well if he didn't prosecute the remaining ones, he was toast. He would yeah. not be reelected. So, yeah, there was, he knew that the vast majority of his constituents in Los Angeles County one of these people burned at the yeah. stake, for sure. Yeah. I remember that was happening. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to our sometimes tangential yeah, sometimes. story about Paul Ingram and <laughs> one of the episodes of the Satanic Panic that is, is in the memory, but will probably happen again in some form someday soon. Yep. Whoa, scary. But true. Okay, until next no, time. No, you mean a, another episode, not... No, I mean, oh, we'll okay. have another That's moral situation. panic. We have ah. moral panics all the time. We'll have more. They just take different shapes and forms, but they, they happen routinely. Oh, great. Oh, well. well. Okay. Can't wait. All right, see you guys. Goodbye on that note. <laughs>